What's up, fanboys and fangirls? I am not Luke Zilke. I am Chris Acker. Luke is out of the office this week, and we miss him dearly, but we're going to jump right into it anyways. I'm here with the shirtless and amazing Brett Eitzen. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. No video this After week. dark. <laughs> so, oh, no. Chris throwing me under the bus already. He's totally fully clothed, 100%. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely not shirtless and sweaty. Definitely not super hot. Oh! (laughs) Bang, bang! (laughs) (laughs) And that Segway machine over there (laughs) was... I don't know what to say tonight. Tyler Davis. Thank you, Tyler. You are welcome. You're so much more clever than I am. So, that's a little teaser for later on in the episode. But before we get there, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I have not been up to much, sadly. I went and saw Jurassic World again. Ooh, better, why not? better the second time? Yes. Better the second time because I I knew what I was expecting. All right. You set those expectations a little more realistically and just kind of enjoy the ride. I liked it. Tyler, what are you? What have you been up to? I did a lot, actually. I let's hear about it. Played through Gears of War four again with my little brother, so that was nice. All right. Um, watched the Gears of War five trailer about five more times just to try to figure out if there was anything I missed, which there was. I also um, picked up the Dark Knight's Metal Deluxe Edition graphic novel, so I have the whole story of nice that event, and I've yeah. been reading that, and that's bonkers but also very good um yeah i I read a few of those issues when luke was picking them up it's it's wild it is it is an insane story but it's been fun i really liked it it kind of tied some uh crisis on infinite earths into it which i thought was cool because i read that recently yeah so that was nice but other than that um really not a whole lot a lot of the same just hanging out i went and saw uncle drew how was I that? did do that. I went and saw Uncle Drew on Saturday. It was my birthday. So yeah, happy birthday. Thanks to you guys for tweeting out a happy birthday tweet to me. I appreciate it. You guys really not nailed that one. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, you I'm don't sorry. use Twitter. <laughs> but I don't wish anyone happy birthday, so <laughs> yeah. you like guess I, what? You kinda did on Sunday when I saw you at Target. Yeah. When I saw you in person, you were like, I thought that was good enough. You were like, How's your birthday? <laughs> I was like, Did you even say anything to me? But it's fine. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. Tyler, happy birthday. Thanks. I actually talked to like five people, had like full conversations with them like all day long. I don't believe in birthdays. Didn't say a word. <laughs> me either. I've been They're zero. a social contra- construct by the state. <laughs> to, yeah, uh... That I refuse to live by. <laughs> um, but no, I saw Uncle Drew in a tweet, I guess. I guess my my rating would be straight to streaming. All right. Um so Joel, I think Joel had asked for a review of it. Um, if I were to review it in a tweet, I would say it's exactly what you would expect it to be, with a few surprises along the way. Like I thought Chris Webber was actually a, a decent actor, which I never would have thought. Um, there's some really good jokes in there about Chris Webber, but but yeah, I mean, all in all, Uncle Drew is definitely a movie to watch on Netflix. I would not right. go to the theater to see it again. Unless you have Movie Pass. Well, I tried to use Movie Pass and it wasn't on there. Oh. But so I text Luke and I was like, dude, Uncle Drew's not on my Movie Pass. And he goes, so I bought, I'd already bought my ticket and I had watched the movie had ended and I walked out. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's all mine. I'm like, oh, so, oh man. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. Straight to streaming. If you want to see it, go see it. It's not necessary. All right. So, what I did this week. Oh, yeah, Chris, have you been doing anything this week? I made a purchase. Yeah, you did. Of an Oculus Rift. And it's the coolest thing I've ever owned. For those who don't know what Oculus Rift is, Chris, could you explain that? It is a VR headset that I plug into my PC and I can shoot people in slow motion. Or punch them. Or punch them, or swing lightsabers at moving blocks with music playing. For everyone wondering, this is why 
I do not have a shirt on. Yeah, this is why Brett is so <laughs> I got sweaty. Very sweaty. I was not anticipating to do this when yeah. I came over tonight, and um, I had I had the VR set up for when Brett and Tyler got here so I could check it out. We played Beat Saber, which is a rhythm game with lightsabers. So I think Dance Dance Revolution. If instead of stepping on arrows, you have to swing your lightsaber at those arrows. Uh, super fun. What did what did you guys think of Beat Saber? I liked a lot. Tyler made fun of my. <laughs> yeah. dancing uh brett is uh brett's definitely the I'm, best dancer in the group probably the most enthusiastic the most, yes most I move enthusiastic my, i move my hips yeah. a lot a um, lot more than you probably need to <laughs> but it's great yeah. it makes for good for good comedy so tyler what did you think of beat saber i thought it was cool i i was a big fan of like guitar hero and rock band so yeah. like it was nice to kind of play a similar kind of game again mm-hmm. um i actually saw beat saber a while back i mean it had to be at least over a month and i was like man that game looks awesome if i ever get a chance to play it i'm definitely in and i got to play it today and i, I really enjoyed it um 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> yeah one thing i really like about beat saber is like i like video games you guys like video games we can talk about video games play video games together i can be like oh this is a great video game let's play it with like so many different video games if I were to do that with, like, if you remember our Spider-Man Homecoming episode, our guest on that, Carly. Mm-hmm. Carly doesn't care about video games. If I'd be like, hey, Carly, this new Destiny 2 expansion is really awesome. She'd be like, I don't care. Why are you talking <laughs> to me? Oh, and if you remember Diane from our Harry Potter trivia episode, which I was not on, but Diane was. She would also not care if I told her something about Destiny 2 or a new Halo or a new <laughs> Gears of War. Or they'd just be like, why are, you, why are you talking to me? Go away. But they were over the other day, and I was like, I have this game. And the way I described it was, it's like Dance Dance Revolution, which got their attention. And they put on the VR headset, and it blew them away. And I had so much fun just watching them experience VR and Beat Saber. Well, I was going to say, like, as soon as Brett put on the game the headset and started playing i was like i think i have more fun watching people experience it for the first yeah. time mm-hmm. than i do actually playing yeah. it and yeah so these are people who don't care about video games don't play video games and they were like like they'd be taking turns and be like it's my turn it's my turn like i want to i want to <laughs> try this song on hard i want to do this song on i want to try to try to do the song on expert and I, that to me like made the whole purchase worth it yeah was this is something that can can bring a level of like just excitement and joy to to a wide variety of people because I really enjoy entertaining at my house. I have barbecues and stuff all the time, and this is just another tool to use in that setting. I'd be like, hey, let's bust out Beat Saber and and hang out with that. And now the other game that we that you guys demoed just now uh, isn't necessarily one that I'd bring out at like a barbecue setting it's a little more a little more for the the gamers um less for just like the general the people who don't like video games and that was super hot vr where my segway machine yeah td over here dropped that bomb earlier so if you don't know super hot originally came i think it came out on all platforms or most platforms yeah, I think so xbox playstation and pc i don't think it ever came out on switch um but it was a first person shooter where whenever you moved, or, or time only moved forward when you moved. So if you stood still, time stood still. So, um, And they translated that into VR. And it's, it wasn't just like a straight one-to-one port the way that like Skyrim was. They remade the game for VR. So the levels are different. The levels are specifically designed to work well in VR. Um, can you guys kind of tell me about your experience playing it for the first time? <laughs> Go ahead, Brett. Oh boy, Brett uh, was over here going ninja mode. It's it's really cool. The tutorial is nice in that it kind of slowly introduces you into the concepts. Yeah, and so I actually had you guys playing the demo oh, of okay. the game. Demo. It was the demo. like the arcade version of the demo. It actually like specifically says like seven minute demo for fun parties or arcade settings. Oh, nice. Um, so that's what I had you guys playing instead of just going through the whole main mm-hmm. main game because I thought that might be a little overwhelming for a short little look at it before we recorded a podcast yeah no the standout moment for me was the first time one of the enemies fired a gun at you and you're just like 
it's this is like I'm in the Matrix. Yes. And you just dodge <laughs> the bullet, and then you're like run up to him and steal the gun. Like you can either punch him or you can just grab the gun out of his hand. That was really cool. Tyler and I shared an experience. <laughs> we did the exact same thing. I'll let him talk about that. Yes. Yeah. So we were on this part. And we were, I think we both got stuck there because mm-hmm. I got stuck there for a it while. Was, it was a very difficult part for, especially for you guys, since it was your first time ever playing through like that, that part was really challenging. Yeah. So Tyler, go ahead and tell us. Yeah. So I was, I was trying, I kept dying at the same <laughs> spot and you have to grab these, just anything that would be on your desk, a coffee cup, a phone. Yeah. There's like ashtrays. And, ashtrays. Yeah. and there's three people running at you. One of them has a gun and you're next to like this desk like control center looking thing and you're grabbing the items and throwing them and so i would knock out the two dudes but i could never hit the guy with the gun with anything because i couldn't throw because throwing is really difficult so i would duck down behind the control center while i was trying to dodge bullets and (laughs) i think i just got so involved i was i was stuck there for so long that at one point <laughs> at one point I tried to lean up against <laughs> against the control center that was in front of cuz he's he I can can't see, say it he can see this control center yeah. in front of him like it looks so, it looks legit so like from, I from my perspective I just see him sitting there on the ground <laughs> and then he just falls over onto his side <laughs> Because he tries to physically he tries to physically lean against the thing which obviously isn't really there but he's seeing it so vividly in VR and he's so into that world like it's that just yeah, speaks it's not to, that they're like realistic graphics you just get caught up yeah, into yeah. it it just yeah. speaks to how crazy like immersive it feels when you're playing mm-hmm. yeah. and the oculus the controls like the the what are they called the oculus touch the oculus touch the controllers, controllers yeah are really are nice super super ergonomic they feel great yeah, yeah. so that's actually why i helps. went with why i went with the oculus rift was because i think they have the best controllers yeah they feel awesome yeah Mm-hmm. So and it's just it is so much fun. Yeah, super hot was was dope. I I want to play like the the main game. Yeah, no, so. I I want to show you like the last level. It gets insane. Like <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there. Uh, first of all, like we laugh because both Tyler and Brett fell fell over trying to lean against something that wasn't there. <laughs> I like playing through. I'm sure I did that when I was playing through, but I was playing through by myself in a dark room with no one watching me and laughing at me. Um, <laughs> but I would like intentionally lay down on the ground to like stretch out so that I could get behind something and shoot somebody before they could shoot me. So I'm like, I'm using my entire body, laying down, <laughs> like crouching behind things all the time. And in the final level, there's just, there's so many guys, they just keep coming. And like, you have this like little area that you can kind of crouch down in. And I'm sitting there crouched down. I've got two guns in each hand, shooting them until they're out of bullets, throwing these empty guns. <laughs> grabbing more guns out of the air after i shoot people like and it's just like i go through so many different guns and it's it's like the end of the matrix when neo's <laughs> fighting the agents like it's it was one of the most amazing experiences i've ever had in a video game like partial like definitely because it was so immersive like you just feel like you're in there and like i'm hiding behind this wall by literally crouching down and getting as low to the ground as i can which isn't something I've ever experienced in a video in a video game before. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I VR is so much better than I thought it was, and I'm really glad I own it now. Uh, I've also, Me I also, too. I also played Moss. I haven't finished Moss yet, but it is. Um, it seems like it's just like a classic adventure, um, like platformer type game. Um, but with just like those little added like the vr just like adds little things to it that make it really interesting where you can physically reach out and interact with the environment um you can like you can grab an enemy and like so then they hold still and then you can move your character around because it's like the concept of the story is you are the reader like you you like me physically my person is the reader and it starts out with you turning pages in this book and then the character you're playing as is a character in that book but you are interacting and there's so they're like aware they're aware of your presence as the player and so you can interact with their world to help them um to like so there's sometimes where you have to like reach out and move a block so that you can move your player across a gap 
and it's just it's a really interesting concept for a game and i'm really enjoying it it's it's really pretty and it's i mean i really love platformers and adventure games and plus it just reminds me because you're a mouse running around with a sword it reminds me of like Redwall and and moss flower and those books so i i i'm really enjoying that game as well fun fact those are uh the major, or at least the majority, some of those developers, lead developers on Moss, are ex-Bungie devs. Fun fact. Oh, didn't not, know that. Not that that really matters, but... So the same guys that made, like... Halo. Halo. Did they work on Halo? So before, like... Okay. Yeah, cool. That's... I don't I don't, I don't, don't know which ones. Yeah, they it all work doesn't on, feel yeah. anything like Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or Marathon. I will say that I never played... Uh, what was the other game? Myth? Myth? Myth. Yeah, I never played Myth. Was it Myth 2 that uh, shipped with a like, computer racing bug? <laughs> yeah, if you uninstalled the game, it just was a big middle finger to you. Yeah, and it just, just erased just like, your nope, entire hard drive. Your whole computer's gone, sorry. <laughs> wow. And that was before they could like send out day one patches. Yep, it so was, they had to recall them all. Yeah, and that's... Reboxed. It almost put Bungie out of business. Yep. So, fun fun history about Bungie. Um, which I think I covered some of that when we talked about if we would have Halo without Golden. We did. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I gave a whole history lesson on budget. You should have been there for that one. You would have known way more than me. <laughs> um, we'll rewind time and yeah, happy to fill in gaps where I can. Yeah, but no, there's. I mean, there's also like there's some VR games that you know maybe they're not as as great. So far, Moss has been great. Mm-hmm. Super Hot has been amazing. I have already played through the whole thing. That's the biggest problem with the VR games right now. Is they're, they're short. They're fairly short. Agreed. I just like that's the only thing I did for three evenings, and it was amazing. Um, and then I also played through uh, Batman Arkham VR. Of all the VR games I've played so far, that one was the most disappointing to me. It was, I mean, you know, it, it kind of builds itself as, oh, you know, it's an Arkham game. It's not an Arkham game at all. It's um, closer to like a Telltale game. Did you become the Batman? I, I did. Did you feel like Batman? I did not. Hmm. I felt like I was uh, just like, you know, almost like a point and click adventure. But Maybe they should have made it Alfred VR. Yeah. Um, I would say just like the initial scene of standing in Wayne Manor and kind of being able to walk around there and some of the little, um, like the little... Easter eggs around there, like there's postcards from Selena Kyle that you can look at from all all the places where she's like stealing jewelry from and things like that. And there's like a a map of Gotham that if you like put the right things in the right places, it reveals like some like business documents from Wayne Enterprise that shows like Wayne Enterprise versus LexCorp and like their holdings in the city and things like that. So like little like neat Easter eggs like that. But the the core gameplay to me was boring whereas and like i feel like they're just kind of being like oh you know it's it's vr um you know it's not super far along this is like this is this is what we can do in vr but then there's things like super hot that just take vr and honestly make what might be a better experience than their original game oh for sure um where i don't think this is a better experience than any of the arkham games so but that's just my opinion. It'll be it. interesting to see as you've, since you own it, as you play more games, what kind yeah. of games move forward for you. I do know like racing games and flight sim games are super popular because it you don't have to worry about movement so much because you're sitting in a seat, mm. you're stationary. So Those I will give you motion sickness. They haven't. The ones that the only times I've experienced any kind of motion sickness so far is actually when I was playing super hot if i turned backwards away from the sensors because i only have two sensors you can get a third sensor which would completely alleviate all of this but if i turned backwards away from the sensors so they couldn't see the headset it would cause the image to shift and Mm. bounce around so it was like my head was teleporting and that would give me motion sickness a little bit because it'd be just like (laughs) and then i turn back around and, and i'd be fine um whereas in driving games like you're always facing the same direction and you're like you're you have a real life, a real life analog to that. Chris is getting very animated with his hands, and he keeps bumping his mic. 
Yeah, I that apologize. You, you know, I think it's great. You're just very yeah. excited about this. Uh, so, like, you have a real life analog to that in like driving a car, where like you you understand that idea, your brain understands that idea, so you don't get as motion sickness as much motion motion sickness in that. Um, where you're sitting and you know you you make the car go forward, but you're a separate entity inside the car, looking around. Um, and so, I was playing Elite Dangerous, which is a, a space sim flight sim um where you're flying spaceships around and that like it was beautiful i already i already liked that game before now because i play it with a joystick and a throttle and i used those in vr um and it was it was crazy because i could just look around i could just look around my cockpit i could look like i could look up above me because i had like my my cockpit was all glass above me so i could look up and see like where i was turning and see like the like the different like stars and the space stations that I was flying towards and things like that. And that was a really, a really cool experience for a game that I had already previously played outside of VR. And then just seeing how VR enhanced it. That's super dope. Yeah. I can't um, wait to play more of it. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And Do you, uh, this maybe be a little bit of speculation just cause we haven't heard a lot. If someone is on the edge they have the funds to maybe get into okay, VR, yeah. but should they? They wouldn't be an irresponsible decision for them to purchase it. Yeah. At this point, okay. Uh, should they, if they're on the edge? My number one recommendation would be, if you have someone in your life who already owns it, try it out. Mm-hmm. Like definitely try it out. I'd say anyone should find some way to try it first, which is what did it for me. Like I went out to California, and my friend had the Windows mixed reality headset and i tried that on and it blew me away and i was like all right i'm i'm sold i'm i'm getting this yeah and then i did some research on deciding which one i wanted to get and ended up with the oculus rift because it just it fit me better um i think it has the best controllers Um, but that's i mean you know there's pros and cons to all of them yeah we don't know are there does um oculus update their firmware quite a bit or do we expect new hardware anytime soon from any of these companies? Um, so Vive, I don't know, I don't remember how recently it was, but they put out the Vive Pro mm. or HTC Vive Pro, which I think has a higher resolution screen. Um, I think it might have some better audio, uh, but it's super expensive, mm. and I don't. I, it's one of those diminishing return things where oh, for sure, I don't think that the increase in price justifies the increase in performance. Mm-hmm. Um, in my in my opinion, I would imagine there's going to be new hardware um, coming out, but I mean, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see an increase in pixel density. I think is the real the only real thing that they can that they need to push and improve at yeah. this point. Cool. Um, and even with like so with my setup for the Vive right now or for the for the Rift right now. I can improve it by getting an additional sensor that would, it would increase like my room size. It would increase like being able cause I put that sensor behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, so just increase the tracking ability. So you, you know, you can invest more to get a little better experience. And then, I mean, the flip side of that is for me, it wasn't a huge investment because I already had a PC that could run it. Right. If you don't have that PC, it's a much bigger investment. Mm-hmm. And so, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to someone who's just coming in with with nothing and then wanting to get all the way into VR. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, honestly, I think the most economical way is with PSVR. Yeah. Uh, buy a PlayStation 4, get a PlayStation VR, um, which, I mean, yeah, that's the most economical way, but it's also, you know, the most economical way for a reason. Right. Um, it's not necessarily on the same level as some of these other VR applications but, I mean, I didn't think VR was anything until two weeks ago. And now I think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for the talk about VR. I'll probably bring it up again at some point. Cause yeah. If you have questions about ridiculous. it, shoot us a... Yeah. Shoot us any questions. I mean, if you're in the Wichita area and you want to check it out, see if it's for you, let me know. I, I love having people over. I love, I love sharing my stuff, having people check stuff out. So, uh, If you're not in the Wichita area, yeah, uh, it sucks to suck. <laughs> so. Or if you're passing through. Yeah. 
Well, Maybe. But, so, uh, news this week. You guys have any news stories? Tyler, go ahead. Okay, so I'm just going to take a few moments to bash Sony. Um, because this seems to be a common thing lately, right? Anyway, yeah. so first I will say, I don't think Sony knows what they're doing in the like movie realm right now. <laughs> Like, they're making a Morbius movie with Jared Leto. It's supposed to be in the same universe as their Venom movie. So Jared Leto secures a Joker movie. Yeah. Then he's like, I'm going to go play a Marvel character for Sony. And, like, the Marvel character is a vampire. Like, a living vampire. Yeah. In the Spider-Man universe with no Spider-Man. Like, I just Sony is I just feel like grasping they just, at straws at I feel this like point. they just, like, saw his white skin as the Joker <laughs> and was like, Vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I don't know. I just thought that was a strange, like a real strange movie to make. Like, if you're going to make movies in the Spider-Man universe with villains. Why choose him? Why choose Morbius? Like, that just seems seems odd to me. I mean, I don't know what all rights they still have. What Marvel's gotten back. Yeah. I mean, it might be like they can't use any of the villains that are going to be in the Marvel the, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The MCU's Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, that might leave them super limited. It could. That's a good point. And in they want to uh, expand that. In which case, just don't make the movies. <laughs> I just, I feel like, right. I don't know if this Morbius movie will ever come to fruition. I don't. Um. But like, the Venom movie trailer has not gotten a very warm reception i'd say it's kind of been really it's it's been really it's been mixed mi- yeah i think it's yeah. been mixed and if that movie bombs do they make a morbius movie i mean are we putting putting one foot in front of the other too soon maybe we saw this last year with universal trying with the mummy yeah yeah or the, no, dark, was that, the dark the dark universe, universe. that paramount that was universal yeah, it's universal. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't try and make your cinematic universe before you have a good movie. Yeah, they they talked about all of these plans for that universe, which I think just... Well, I think Warner Brothers kind of did the same thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think Warner Brothers realized it and started to backtrack a little bit while still announcing stupid movies, but they're still, <laughs> like, it seems like they're working in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think Warner Brothers is... Like they've done some dumb stuff with the their the DC universe, but I do think it's a little different when it's something as such a wide scope as just DC versus yeah. like the the dark universe. You know, oh, like they only have so many monster movies, and it kind of like that's not they're not creating a universe where they can continually make movies in. They're like creating a universe where they can make their five movies. Yeah, and they're like these five movies are gonna be connected. Oh, but the first one sucked. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at this point it's probably Sony trying to hit a quadrant thing. Um, they've got their Jumanjis that you know they're gonna yeah. ha- they're gonna make two more Jumanjis that are gonna make a billion dollars each. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that <laughs> is Jumanji, crazy. Jumanji was great though. It was. It was. Oh yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah. but they still need that. Um, I think they see movies like Deadpool. And right, and they want to capitalize. Want to capitalize on that? They kind see a of, market that they're they not that in yet, and they want to they want to get in yep. and get their piece of that pie. Yep. But, All I'm saying is, I think there's better ways. But moving on, still with Sony, um, this time in their video game realm, um, Bethesda's public guy, uh, Todd Howard. Their, Todd Howard, their there you go. Game director, the the face of Bethesda essentially is yeah. how I view him. Um. He said that Fallout 76 will not be cross-play because Sony oh, yeah, is he, hard. To, Sony's hard to work with, or they, something along the lines of Sony's hard to work with. But it was like, yeah, he, kind of aggr- of it was kind of aggressive. I felt like everyone in the industry has kind of been like nonchalant about it, and he and just, he just like, straight up called him out. For yeah. It. yeah, which I I think that that might become the trend in that like now that one person was like, yeah, no, it's Sony's fault. Like yeah. everyone is on board with this except for Sony. I think more people will be like, yeah, no, that's that's why this is yeah. happening. It's because of Sony. Well, last week, Brett made a really good point. This happens in every 
life cycle yeah. for consoles. Um, last time around, it was Xbox. That was the bad guy. Yeah, it's always whichever console is on top yeah. doesn't want to do cross-play because why do they need to? They're on top. But see, now I wonder when we enter the next generation of consoles, Xbox is already doing crossplay. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. They're not going to backtrack. They're not no. going to be like, nah, yeah. we aren't doing it anymore. Well, so I wonder how it goes in the next generation. The way the console generation cycles tend to go is who's ever on top, they just keep doing what they're doing because they're on top. And whoever isn't... They up their game. They, well, the best way for them to up their game for the next generation is to build goodwill in this generation and that's that's always been the case that was i mean that's i think that's a big part of why psn started out as free when xbox live wasn't because they needed something to build goodwill to get people back to their console in the playstation 3 generation um and that's i mean that that'll always that'll always happen and i think that at least with crossplay, we're trending towards eventually having crossplay. Like Sony's going to take a big hit in the next generation because of their lack of goodwill. Whereas, I mean, Xbox has been fighting that uphill battle mm-hmm. to regain goodwill, and now they're you know they're 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 getting there now. Yep. And so, in the next generation, they'll start that generation with a ton of goodwill, and now. You know Xbox and now Bethesda, and I'm I wouldn't I would imagine a lot of other studios moving forward. They're going to be chipping away at any goodwill that Sony's had built up, so that when the next generation starts, they're going to have to rebuild goodwill, and then they'll be like, "Hey, huge announcement! We have crossplay!" And they'll make it. They're going to say something to make it seem like it's a, some huge innovation that they're <laughs> the they're the good guys for doing it, because that's what every company does. That's what I mean. They'll make they'll make they'll somehow spin it to be like, we wanted cro- we wanted to make sure crossplay was as good as it could possibly be. Yeah. Oh, before yeah. we before we implemented it, I yep. could I can see this being an E three briefing, two years from now where they're saying these exact words. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which I don't know, but that's all I have is just Sony is I don't know, I don't know two different divisions. Both of them seem like they're doing weird stuff. Yeah. Sony. Britt, you got any news for us? Uh, <laughs> like I said, I just haven't been even keeping track of anything this week. Yeah, I was I was jet lagged for some of the week. Oh, I don't know if I've talked about this on here yet. I watched all of season one of True Detectives. Oh yeah, nice. Tell us all about it. I finally finished it. That is a great season of television. Um, it's like it's suspenseful. It's got timeline, like weird timeline stuff, which I love. Like that's part of why I loved uh, Dunkirk so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey, they both just do such a good job. Their characters are both really interesting and really dynamic. Um, it's super creepy. I will say that I wish that we knew a little more by the end of the season. Mm. Um, because it's not like they don't continue that story in the second season. It's like, uh, like an American horror story where each season is its own kind of contained story. Um, and from what I've heard is the second season's not as great. I'm still going to watch it because I thought the first season was amazing, but I would, I would recommend it. Like, I don't even really like, I'm not even like super into like the crime shows, um, or things like that. Like, uh, I think for one of the Try New Things, Luke had me try the following. And like, I just wasn't into it because I'm not super into crime crime dramas. But man, this show was intense. And it was good. It was it was a great character drama. I really enjoyed it. And it's creepy as heck. Speaking sometimes. of Try New Things, that's coming back next week. Yes, next week. Try New Things. Be on the lookout. I think Brett has some news for us, kind of. If you have some ideas for trying new things, uh, tweet them at us. You want one of us to do something, maybe we'll choose it. Did either of you, I don't know, I'm pretty sure the answer uh, for Chris is no. Tyler, did you watch It? Nope. Yeah, oh yeah. I saw some of the cast pictures and stuff. Yeah, so new casting yeah. news for It mm. 2, Chapter 2. Um. Let's see. New casting news? 
Yeah, because they have to cast them all as adults now, right? Yeah. yeah. So and Bill they, Bill Bill Skull Scar mm, Bill Skarsgård. He's returning. he's coming back. Um, it's uh, Jessica Chastain, Bill Skarsgård, James McAvoy, Bill James Hader. McAvoy. That's the one I I was thinking of. Bill Hader. I didn't heard about Bill Hader. Bill Hader is playing Richie. Oh, nice. Bill um, Jessica Chastain will play Beverly. Um, yeah, it's it's got a really good cast. Yeah, um, they're they're on in on set taking photos and stuff, and there's rumors that the kids will be back for like flashback scenes and yeah, stuff. That's what um, I but nothing's mm-hmm. been confirmed, so that'll be cool. Um, really, really excited about that. Yeah. Only other news is Jurassic World two dominated again this weekend. Jeez. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's certainly popular. Um. So, yeah, and I hadn't necessarily realized this. I don't know why, but um, Colin Trevorrow, I guess, is directing the third one. So he's going to be back to direct. Really? After All the right. f- he did the first one, and then he produced this one. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I do have one other piece of news regarding Bethesda again. Um, Todd Howard also announced that. Starfield could make it onto this generation of consoles. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a cross-generation game. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. That's it. That's either speaking really positively about how fast they're making that game, or or how far along. I mean, Skyrim can't be that far along, or not Skyrim. Elder Scrolls can't be that far along. Elder, I. Okay, right, so. Bethesda has a their typical history is they do not announce games until they're almost ready to come out. Right. They definitely got away from that this year, and I think that is because there was some ill will about all of the Skyrim remakes and releases. How they just announced three different Skyrims at E3 last year. Yeah. And so I think that's why they were like, okay, we need to we need to at least tell them that Elder Scrolls Six is happening. Like we need to throw them that bone, even though it's still really far out. And I honestly don't know why they decided to talk about Starfield already, because I think that's still also very far out. I could see a 2020 release. I think that'll. 2020 release. I think that will be that's when. So far. I think that's when the cross-generation games will be happening. So you, do you think Skyrim's coming next year? No. No. Oh, no, no. I don't think anything's coming next. year. I don't year. think Elder Scrolls Six is coming until after. Didn't they specifically say Elder Scrolls Six is coming before Skyrim, or Starfield? before Starfield? No. Or was it was it opposite? They showed Starfield first. Oh, well, now I feel dumb. Um, and then you yes, forgot the most important news 20, of your life. Twenty twenty makes sense. Yeah, for Starfield. for Starfield, and then I don't know twenty twenty two. Yeah, for Elder Scrolls for Six. Elder Scrolls, yeah, just so far away. But it'll be great. Yep. I feel like that's more time. I feel like there will be, have been more time between Elder Scrolls Five and Six than there was between Three and Five. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the trend now, though. That's the deal. Yeah. So Brett missed an important piece of news that I just reminded him of, him of and All I'm right. going to let him share it because I think this one probably let's, means uh, a lot more to him than it does to me. Let's hear it. Um. So, Microsoft and Three Four Three Industries announced their partnership with showtime to release a Ooh. halo live action series on show on showtime obviously oh so like a little a little higher budget than the forward showtime is saying it'll be yeah. the biggest show on their Ooh. network man does that mean i need to get another subscription at least for <sighs> one month <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no i'm very excited about this we've had we had the forward under dawn. We had um, there was talks of a Halo movie for a while. Yep, yep with Neil Blumkamp. Um, we got yeah. Halo Nightfall from uh, Scott Free Productions, yeah. which was weird. Overall disappointing. Yeah, they haven't had a great track record, but I think well, there's like the animated thing of the an- yeah Legends. Yeah, Legends. Legends is, Legends is good. Yeah. Um, with the, with those I mean, all the animated stuff, stuff, you can. <laughs> you can get away with showing more of that action that you expect yeah. when you see a Spartan doing stuff than with live action. But yeah, well, hopefully with the budget's live big enough on a to, budget, yeah. 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 So that'll be dope. That will be. I'll check it out. 
I will definitely do we know be there. anything about what the storyline is going to be? Is it going to be Master Chief? It's going to be. I assume. I it's mean, be Master Noble Chief. Team. I wouldn't mind seeing some Noble Team stuff. No, I'm pretty sure it's Master Chief. Let me triple check. Showtime. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes director is directing a number of the episodes. Ooh. So that's good. Ten, ten episodes, an hour long each. Do we have any other news, or should we jump right into the? You know what time it is. Bow, 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 bow. We're a little lower budget without Luke here. <laughs> that was just as good, in my opinion. Bow, 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 bow. We can jump into the Twitter time. I have to wake up at four a.m. So let's let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So this one's from Ian Deckard. Pronounced E N. <laughs> that makes me giggle every time. <laughs> Missed recording day, but here's one. Now that Microsoft is killing their console VR projects, do you foresee Sony doing the same or ramping up more to capture that space from PCs? I have a PS4 VR and actually got motion sick from the X-Wing sim. Oh man, that's that's good for this week's episode. It mm-hmm. is. It kind of fits. Yeah. I, I read that and I was like, man, that's almost like he knew man yeah i should have brought that up in news i did hear that like microsoft officially was like vr is not happening yeah um which is on xbox on xbox which is really surprising since they they released the microsoft mixed reality like mm-hmm. people were expecting expecting that to be a part of it yep. the when the rift first came out it shipped with an xbox controller yep. um so there was a lot of speculation that the rift might might end up being xbox compatible i love that yeah um but they've they've nixed that for this console or for this generation at least um which i can understand that because i think at this point they're just too late to the game Mm -hmm. in this generation yeah like they're not going to capture early adopters and i don't think that in this generation of games vr is going to be widespread enough for them to capture anyone else Um, so it makes sense for at least this generation we'll see what happens moving forward i think that um sony already has the like they they have more of the the entry-level vr market Mm -hmm. so i i don't see them straying away from that i don't see them putting out any more advanced hardware because they're not i don't think they're going to be able to compete against um, Rift and Vive in the more in the more higher end market for VR. Mm-hmm. I think that their market is the more budget VR oriented. So I don't see I don't foresee them putting out a PSVR Pro anytime soon. Um, at least again, not in this generation. The next generation consoles will be plenty powerful enough to run high end VR. So. Yeah, I could see both console. I mean both serious high-end consoles sorry switch yeah i I love you you're not a part of this conversation (laughs) um i could see both of those both xbox and playstation um ps5 and scarlet that's xbox's code name um both coming out the gate with a vr thing um i hope they do that and not just one of them yeah I hope, I hope Microsoft does jump in. I think that's good for developers. It's good for gamers, and that it gives choice and it uh, builds competition in in the living room arena, not just the computer yeah. arena. And I think that with so one thing that at least Microsoft Mixed Reality has going for it is I think that those headsets are wireless, mm-hmm. which is a huge yep. like that's going to be a big deal for the console generation um, for the next generation of consoles and. You know they have plenty of time right now to work out a lot of a lot of the kinks with Microsoft Mixed Reality before the next Xbox generation. So if they if they push it onto the next Xbox generation, it'll be a little more refined. Yeah. Which I think if they were to do it right now using Windows Mixed Reality, it I don't think it would perform mm. to the level of definitely not to the level of the Rift or or the Vive, and probably not to the level of the PSVR either. Thanks, Ian. All right, so Joel has a a little thread here. So Joel's got a thread. He's got a thread. Classic Joel. All right, so he said, 
Number one, saw Fallen Kingdom today and literally asked at Basic Vortex if they were going to go full Planet of the Apes on this. So I tip my hat to at the boy Wanda. <laughs> Number two, also, I love the idea of an Aragon HBO series. That movie was trash and the books deserve better. Fun fact, I've read Aragon and Eldest 11 times. Also, the audiobooks are kind of trash too. Oh, uh, sad day. The voice acting. It's one, I think it's one reader trying to do different voices for each character, and it is rough. Mm, sadness. <laughs> that makes my heart heavy. Okay, so that's his thread. Okay. So he liked, that was your idea, right? That was my idea. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. People like you, Brett. I like to think people like me. Yeah, I mean, some of us. I mean, Luke's the, not here. The to... people on Twitter like Yeah, you. oh, well, yeah. That's because they don't know me in person. Yeah, like we don't like you. No, I know. No, okay. I'm not you, threatened today because Luke's not here, though. You just so. bring good content, so... It's the only reason you're here. Yeah. I know so, my place. Speaking of Luke, Luke sent us a question. Ooh. Sent us two questions. One question I don't think we'll have an answer host. for unless we make it happen real quick. His first question is, what is the lamest but most useful superpower you could have? Mine would be folding a fitted sheet. <laughs> I actually love that because folding fitted sheets is a freaking nightmare. Lamest but most useful. I'm just like never losing like my keys or my phone or anything. Just like <laughs> the ability to tell when food is spoiled. Ooh, that would be good. That's what your nose is for. Just, just looking at it, just be like spoiled, spoiled, fresh. About to spoil. Got to eat it today. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be the ability to clean in my sleep. Ooh. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Be pretty lame, though. It'd be yeah. super nice, Like, oh, though. what's your superpower? I can clean in my sleep. My house is always I clean. I never get to actually experience it. It always happens when I'm asleep. Yeah. And then his <laughs> next question was, also, Glow Season 2 came out, so you should think of wrestling personas for each of us. Okay, thanks, bye. That was his tweet. <laughs> wrestling personas. I don't... We should... When he comes... We should... We'll do it when he comes back. When he comes back. Yeah, yeah. we'll think about it. Over the week, we'll figure figure out our personas. Yep. Okay, so this we're going to flip this thing on its head a little bit here. Brett tweeted today after we had tweeted out, uh, send us your questions, and said, here's a question for our listeners. What is your most memorable gaming moment or experience? And we got a few answers, but I wanted us to go around and answer it ourselves, too, before we read off people's responses. Uh, mine is... Um playing the very first Destiny 1 raid blind and beating it. It'd be the Vault of Glass. Uh, we spent, our team, fire team of six, spent like 15 hours on that thing. Straight? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Over the course of two or three days. Um, and it was amazing. Most rewarding thing you've most, ever done? Most rewarding thing I've ever done. For sure. This man has a child. <laughs> And and, and it started him. and it started a this tradition. This is in gaming. This is in gaming. Okay. This okay. <laughs> and this, yeah, that started a tradition that are those six guys. Um, we do every new raid blind, beginning to end. Nice. And so yeah, we get to do one every year, and now. With the new raid layers, we actually get to do them like three times a year. So, that's pretty dope. You got one? That's a really tough question for me. Um, one of probably one of the most memorable gaming experiences for me was. Um, playing Mass Effect on Insane Mode. I wanted to play through all three with the urgency of the galaxy was in danger on Insane Mode. So, like, typically whenever I'd play through Mass Effect, like, you know, like you said, they're behind cover and you kill every bad guy before you move forward. But I decided to play through it with a sense of urgency mm-hmm. to try and get through as fast as I could where I was I was running through rooms I was running past bad guys without fighting them and the end of Mass Effect 1 
when you're on the outside of the citadel when you're just trying to push through that as fast as you can on insane difficulty like it just it gave me such a sense of urgency to get to that final boss which i mean yeah the final boss of mass effect one sucks but the level leading up to it like i've never felt that sense like that sense of just like i don't know frantic urgency to get through a level and also i mean the mass effect trilogy is easily in in my top five games I would say my most memorable gaming moment without it being my first vault of class clear because that's I think that's going to be a lot of people's um, because the raids on Destiny are probably the most rewarding thing to complete mm-hmm. in any game I've ever played and I'm not even a big Destiny guy yeah so like it, it it's crazy. Saying, I'm almost a little surprised to hear that but no, that no, makes no. me super happy I think Destiny I'm going to go down the rabbit hole here the raids are the most rewarding things you'll ever do in any video game ever. I'm hoping the Division 2 can compete with that with mm-hmm. their raids. Also, Destiny holds, in my mind, Destiny 1, the best DLC expansion ever made. Hands down. The Taken King. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because it made it a complete game. <laughs> ex- it made a completely different game. Yeah. It changed everything. And I was like, I don't know, that just blew me, blew me away. But I'm going to go the sentimental route. My dad and I, every night when I was a kid, used to play NFL Blitz on my Nintendo 64. And I could never beat my dad. Like, it was just, we would play 15-minute quarters, because we could only play one game a night. That was the rule. I had to go to bed. So, like, my dad and I were like, we're going to put on 15-minute quarters. This game's going to take, like, two hours. Because it takes forever, because you score so much. Like, the clock stops all the time. It was great. But we would play it, and, like... I remember, sorry if you hear these fireworks. Yeah, we're recording the, what is it, the Monday before 4th of July, yeah. so naturally my neighbors are lighting a ton of fireworks. Oh, when people listen to this, it may be the 4th of July. Yeah, this, it uh, will be this the should be coming out on the 4th, so happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy we're just, of July. We have some fireworks for you. Happy birthday, America. Woo. Woo, America. So the first time I ever beat my dad on NFL Blitz when I was a kid, I beat him 101.99. I'll never forget it. One of the coolest gaming moments of my life. I was, I don't know, like eight or nine. I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, it's football-related. So, But I'll read a few of our responses to that. Also, watching both of you guys try to lean against a, <laughs> a virtual reality wall will always be one of my most memorable Good. gaming Good. experiences. Awesome. Glad we could amuse you. Okay, so Eric Exum tweeted at us and said, Hard to top my first Vault of Glass clear in Destiny. So there's... Again, yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy how rewarding that feels. If you've never played Destiny and you've been curious about it, or if you've never completed a raid, yeah, I would I would say yeah, I never did pri- raids. Prioritize that because it's one of the coolest things you'll ever do. Even if you don't go in blind like Brett does, yeah, like it's it's so difficult. Even when you don't go in blind, it still takes an yeah. incredible amount of execution to to pull it do off. It. You got to so have a good you team. Feel rewarded even if you already know the encounters and what to do so chris brashears makes his return to the twitter questions for us chris crispy crispy dude that was <laughs> that that makes one of the best podcast moments ever dude, it was for so us. hard to read that it that was first time amazing <laughs> okay so he said the criminal mastermind challenge in gta 5 do either of you guys know what that is i'm assuming it's a heist okay kind of do you know what it is i do not know what it is okay so in gta online because Crispy, I, I feel you on this. I never completed it, but it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever tried to do. Um, so there was four, I think it was four heists on GTA Online when this was a big thing. If you completed them all, you got a huge lump sum of money that in GTA Online was hard to acquire. And you had to do them all in succession, and nobody on your team could die in any of them. And you could not fail any of them, or you'd have to start it over. So you'd have to complete all four heists, all the setup, all the heists, all of it, without dying all the way through with four people. And it was, like, super difficult. The furthest I got was the third one, but that's a story for another day. Day. Sorry. But, yeah, that... That sounds awesome. That's actually a a super challenging one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
We'll go to the next one from Daniel Dick at Incredible Deeds. He said, playing COD Modern Warfare with a full squad of six bros. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Modern Warfare. That was a good... Best yeah. Call of Duty, in my opinion. Yeah, and there's just something... Not the remaster nonsense, the original on the 360. There's just something so nice about like being in a full squad of your friends, not playing with any randos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, squatting up and doing PvP is just awesome in yeah. almost any game. But I yeah. Modern Warfare was great for that too. Okay. So another one we got from at real Blake by Halo Gaming and hashtag upper neb. <laughs> yeah. So I was not a days. part of this. That's a, yeah, that's a throwback to the college that all of us went to. Mm-hmm. We all we all went to the same college together, and so did so did the real Blake by. And he apparently played uh, some Halo yeah, in Blake's, Upper Nebraska. Blake, this would have been Blake's freshman year, I think, and my yeah. sophomore year. We were on the same floor, and we had LAN parties. Nice. Good times. Dope. Okay, so at JTizzle12. Jeez. Um, his response is a little lengthy. It, it's I, He says it was hard for him to summarize. pick one. Summarize. Yeah. So he said his most memorable gaming moment is hard to, to point out. Either the journey of The Last of Us, the big boss fight in Metal Gear Solid 3 with all the emotion behind it, or the first time I beat Final Fantasy 8 and the accomplishment I felt. Mm. I hold them on equal ground, but also Destiny 1 when I finally <laughs> beat King's Fall. Oh, King's Fall. The oh, King's, King's Fall, Fall was a... Mm. That raid was something I actually never beat it. Really? I could I never Tyler, beat the final we to, fight. You should go back and play it. <laughs> I uninstalled Destiny. <laughs> but yeah, no, that one's that one's good. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, that's all for that question. Thank you for all your responses. Yeah, thank you. That was great. That was a good idea too. I like to hear from our array of people. Audience. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to what I tried to do earlier before Brett called me out, which I'm glad you did. Eric Exum tweeted, Finally saw Jurassic World last night and was pretty disappointed straight to streaming rating for me. That being said, what is your favorite animal movie or your use of animals in a movie? Mine is the new Planet of the Apes trilogy by far. I hate it, but I have to agree with you. <laughs> like I, I don't it's want really good. I don't want to agree with you be <sighs> this is so frustrating. We could probably close that door. It's 4th of July, baby. <laughs> we just got to embrace it. Embrace America. I just hope they don't burn anything down. I'm sure Dana's car has got stuff all over it. Okay. Um, I would agree with Eric. I, The new Planet of the Apes trilogy is really, really good. It's really good. So, um, I have a special place in my heart for We Bought a Zoo. Oh. And like the... The story with the with the tiger in there mm-hmm. just gets me. Yep. And it's a little different different vein from Jurassic Park or Planet of the Apes, but man, that, that movie gets me. I'm going to throw two out there. One's going to be very obvious, and that is The Lost World Jurassic Park. Hmm. Um, I think they had hit a point of, with realism in their CGI that it was just just better enough than the first one mm-hmm. or it was just better yeah it was just enough what's the word how do i phrase that it was better than the first one just enough so that it made it feel way more real yeah um but then the other they hit one, like a tipping point yeah they hit a tipping point it, like one of those things where like when you see the two t-rexes like coming after their baby like that emotional impact hit way more than seeing i mean seeing the t-rex attack the raptors and i don't know the first one that's just me personal subjective opinions um and then my next one i'm just embracing the fireworks i don't even care um happy fourth of july everybody <laughs> uh my my other one is uh, hidalgo oh yes great movie i have never cared so much about a horse yeah god movie plus i mean Leo mortensen oh yeah mm. That, a, man, that, is a man. that man needs to do more acting. Yeah. There was a rumor, like, shortly after Hidalgo came out that he died. What? And I was like, what? <laughs> no, he, he didn't. He's alive. 
And a great actor. I think he bought that horse, though. Probably. I think that's the real story. Yeah. He also broke his toe in the filming of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it's Scream is still in the film. Yep. Awesome. One Any, last uh, question. Right. One last question, and it regard it regards refers to Jurassic World. Hmm. In Jurassic World three, this is from Joel Allen at Shorts King Joel. In Jurassic World three, would you rather see Blue's descendants form a symbiotic bond with humanity, or the government create an Indoraptor pterodactyl to hunt the carnivores? <laughs> if I have to choose between those two. Indoraptor pterodactyl. Yes, just because of how ridiculous it would be. That would be amazing. And then that eventually has to fight Godzilla in the Godzilla no, then we King cast, Kong Then we cast universe. Michael Sarah as the villain. Set. And then in Jurassic World 4, Perfect. they battle Caesar and the apes. Yes. Yes. We've got it, guys. Crossover. we got to... Pitch these screenplays. Where does this take place in the timeline of Planet of the Apes? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, even though they're on like the same coast. <laughs> yeah, they're just real stealthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's did, fine. Did Caesar pull a Tupac? Is he still out there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. fine. Not Caesar, his descendants. Okay. Well, that is that wraps it up for us. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. Psych. Sorry. More Jurassic World questions. Oh yes. Continuing with this is from at Incredible Deeds. Man, I'm really bad at saying people's names before the questions tonight. Continuing with the Jurassic World questions, what were some of the Easter eggs that you noticed that referenced something from the original movie? Oh. I'm gonna answer this first before somebody else does. The amber on the cane. Yeah. Of the oh you haven't seen it Chris nope. <gasps> loser Chris I have been busy let's go tonight playing I'll go VR watch it again. games <laughs> I gotta go to work tomorrow so um, I, but I need I yeah, need the, so much sleep the amber on the cane and the paintings mm-hmm. of the original scientists yep there's the uh, the shot and obviously I mean I'll say spoilers spoiler alert just to be safe. Mine definitely contains spoiler spoilers. <clears throat> um, there's a shot at when the island is being destroyed with the brontosaurus. That's a direct callback to um, the first the one. First they, time they, they see very, the brontosaurus. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good shot. He goes up on its hind legs and grabs a leaf. In this one, he like is trying to escape the smoke and mm. ash, and it's super sad. It is sad. Breaks your heart. Um, also, brontosauruses aren't real dinosaurs. Okay. There's there's scientific um, debate about whether that's accurate or not. Okay. Brachiosaurus, man. Uh, there's another one with the T-Rex. Um, Every time it roars. <laughs> Just like the original. And the, well, so this one's actually Just in the trailer. Like the Ready Player One. In the trailer when the... Oh, what did we call it? Decided it was called last night or last the, time. The last carnivore? Week. No, the carnosaurus. The carnosaurus. Um, sure, we'll go with that. Is like stalking Chris Pratt around the ball, and then the T Rex comes in and like bites its neck. Is the like exact same thing that happened at the end of Jurassic Park with the raptors. The raptors coming around, like circling the humans, and then the T Rex just because no one heard it come up. You know, it, it's real is sneaky. It, is it not the same? dinosaur that's like the main threat in the lost world no lost world was on isla sorna this one is on isla nubar but i mean like the same type of dinosaur oh no you're talking about spinosaurus spinosaurus was three three the one in two there's a t-rex the one with the horns though right yeah yeah that wasn't in two that was in three Yes, it okay. wasn't, the, but it wasn't the it wasn't the primary because the spinosaurus. No, the spinosaurus was primary. primary. Yeah. Okay. I can keep going if you want. That's fine. You got another one. Keep going. I forgot mine. Um, the very end with the T Rex again. Um, after it eats Mills, it it's a mirror of the first one, but at the end, at right after the scene with the the raptor at the end of the first one, 
he roar the T-Rex, she, the T-Rex roars and the banner falls down. She does that exact same pose. It's just mirrored at the end of this film. That's pretty cool. I had one. Does a banner fall down? No banners this time. (laughs) I guess you could say Jeff Goldblum's entire role (laughs) is an Easter egg. It's life. Finds a way. Finds a way. Finds a way. Yeah, he didn't say that in this one. There's a shot with um, the girl. Why can't I remember her name? The one I had. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you do it. The Indoraptor tapping his oh, toe yep that's like a nice little callback and then opening the door is a little like almost direct shot yep yep um what was the macy there's a shot where macy is trying to pull down a little hatch it's she's in the same shot. elevator yeah same shot as mm-hmm. in the raptor scene in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen yeah so so a lot of little callbacks like that yep throughout the movie that's all I can think of. You got more? Don't think so. There probably are. All right. So uh, if we missed any Easter eggs, let us know about it. You can get you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at What the Fanboy and on YouTube at What the Fanboy Podcast. You also might see us on Twitch if we figure out how to stream VR, because that'd be awesome. Yes. Um, you can also email us at What the Fanboy at Gmail dot com, but no one ever does, so don't worry about it. That's old school. Yeah. Their email. Yeah. Uh, you Brett, can, Brett, where can they uh, where can they find you? They can find me on all the things in all the places at Brightson. That's B R E I T Z E N. And uh, Mr. Tyler Davis, where where are you at? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore nineteen underscore Davis. Also, quick shout out to us because we hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube today. Yeah. We're also, in, um, shout out to stuff. our subscribers. Yeah, and the 1,002 subscribers. You guys are the best. Yeah. We'll be posting some more videos soon. Soon. Yes. We've got to wait for, wait for Luke to get back in town. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, bye. Bye. Until next time. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs>